1: else. Can I sing? No. Will I carry on singing? Yes, yes I will. I'm just trying to warn you. Like this singing will continue. There are multiple studies now that show listening to music you love will make your brain release more dopamine. This neurotransmitter plays an important role in our cognitive emotional and behavioral functioning and plays a direct role in the reward experience induced by music. Now, as much as I would love to say that this is the exact reason I started integrating songs into the podcast, it is not. However, my intent really was just to make you laugh with my horrible singing, make you remember a song and, you know, allow it to be a tool that helps break down barriers and stigmas when it comes to your finances. Because let's face it, your finances stress you out who doesn't need a little bit more dopamine? It is a big part of our unique human ability to think and plan. It helps us strive, focus, and find things interesting. How's this for interesting? I took a different angle this week. Now, true story. I have two baby brothers. They are 30 and 28. So yes, still babies. And they're about two heads taller than me, but you know, they keep me young. They, they keep me in the know of trends. We are seven and nine years apart. I really am like a second mom to them. They tell me all the time, I am worse than my mom. I, I'm positive I looked like a teen mom when I babysat them every summer. But they were forced to stay with me. They came to love the music I forced them to listen to. And they are in all the know of the 90s jams. So you're probably thinking, what is she talking about? What does this have to do with anything? Well, I decided that I'm going to start a series. Maybe it will be monthly, maybe not. I really haven't thought that much through it yet. Send me your songs. Maybe you guys will really like this series and you can send me your songs. But here it is. I've decided to pick a song and see what financial topic comes to mind. Like like roulette here, right? Well, here it is. Moolala. We better have my money. Okay, that was not a throwback, and you might not even know what song that is. However, Ri-Ri, Rihanna, kind of old school, no? I mean, we all remember her. And I'm sure just naturally we can't help ourselves when you know you invite someone to stand under your umbrella. Ella, Ella, A, A, A. That was that was a throwback. So, why I had the intro of my brothers. Years ago, I mean probably 2015 when this song was released. I owed my brother money. It was probably for a combined Christmas gift. I don't know. Mother's Day gift. I, I really don't know. The usual combined things that we go in on. Well, I forgot to pay him. Clearly. And I mean, what other way to ask for money from your loving, doting sister than a text that says, bleep, better have my money. Legit. Like, this is a true story. So when thinking of today's podcast, I immediately thought of this song and that experience. And we all know that dreaded feeling, you know, the check comes. While well, you've only ordered a salad, your friends who've had, you know, an appetizer, an entree, countless glasses of wine, dessert, you know, they suggest everyone, we just split the bill. You get an invite to a bachelorette party in Vegas. Everybody goes away now. I mean, I think Nashville is the coolest place now. I don't really know. But while you want to celebrate with the bride tribe, it's just not in your budget. You get a text indicating you owe X amount for the present you said, yes, you would go in on for a close friend. And then now it's like three times the amount you were initially told. But somehow, even though we've all been there, it feels awkward to talk about financial situations with friends and loved ones. Everyone's financial picture is different. You may have the friend with more disposable income. One maybe just had a baby and is on that leave. Maybe one, he just bought a house or one is maybe still living at home. There are so many variables involved. We don't really know what one's financial picture fully looks like and we want to keep up and do all the things, but we don't want to have those awkward, awkward conversations. So today we're going to explore and share a few ways, you know, to make these money conversations with friends and family a little less painful and awkward. I mean, you could follow in my brother's footsteps and just full out, say bleep, better have my money. It was direct. That text was meant with a chill out, relax, followed by an e-transfer. It got the job done. Then after that, he informed me. It was just a song and he was just, you know, singing the song to me. So let's dive in. How can we make these situations less painful? Again, you could be direct, but you could also be the one to initiate the conversation. I'm not going to pretend... That you won't feel awkward having conversations with your friends about money. But that doesn't mean those conversations are not worth having. What should really make us uncomfortable is the idea of going into debt simply to avoid some social awkwardness or to keep up appearances. Money is already part of our social lives, you know, going out, giving gifts, celebrating major milestones, weddings, uh, baby showers. They all have financial implications. And we have to set our own expectations around them. The thing is, we rarely talk about those financial expectations. When these, you know, expectations of those we love are out of alignment with our own, they lead to stress, resentment, sometimes debt. And instead of ignoring these feelings, consider just initiating conversations. Chances are your friends are feeling a lot of the same financial stress you are. So talking about it can actually help. So yes, I forgot to pay him. And he was open and direct and initiated the conversation. And look at that. Within two minutes, he had his money. He didn't need to keep, you know, beeping or have my money. It's going to be the theme of today. Anyways, what, what can you do next? Reframe money conversations around what you can afford to do. If you're in a position where a friend, you know, is maybe demanding a lot from you financially, they want to go out here. They want to go to this concert. They want to go on this vacation. It's okay to take a moment and step back and run the actual numbers. Once you know what you feel comfortable and can afford to spend, reframe the conversation around that rather than making it about what you can't afford. Simply, you don't know, just say, this is my budget. I don't have much wiggle room. So when planning, can we keep this in mind? There is no shame in having to stick to a budget when it comes to social events. You know, I feel like everyone and their mom right now is like out doing things, having events because we really haven't been able to for so long that you may be feeling the pressure now. Some people saved some great money through COVID not attending these things and now everything is back open and we're doing all the things now. So it is okay to step back and say, hey listen, this is what I want to do. Like maybe you don't have to go to every concert. Maybe you don't have to go to every event. You can say, this is what I'm going to spend. This is what I want to spend. And it's okay to stick to it. When it comes to social situations, again, set expectations of your social spending in advance. Whether it's going out with a large group or being in somebody's wedding, the best policy is to be straightforward and set the expectations in advance. Don't go and then be that person that's like, oh, I don't want to do this because really you can't afford it and you just don't want to say so. I had to have some awkward conversations when it comes to being in a wedding. I know that usually brings out a lot of stress. The year I got married, I was invited, myself and my husband, were he was not my husband at the time, but whatever. We were invited to a destination wedding. Well, I know I would have loved to attend. I just simply knew I couldn't afford it monetary and time. I only had a few weeks vacation and needed it for my own wedding. And honesty is really the best policy. The bride was a little upset and I would have loved to have gone, but it was not in my best interest to be spending money on a destination wedding times two when we had so many expenses to pay. So it's okay now. But I think at the time it was super awkward and I didn't know how to approach it, but I had to tell her. And I said, Hey, listen, this is the reason as much as I would love to come. I just simply can't. And honestly, if someone's going to fault you for that, then too bad for them, because I think you need to put yourself first and you need to be okay with what you're spending and don't be going into debt and creating more stress and more havoc on you for somebody else. That might've sounded very righteous, but I don't really care this is about you. Get involved in the planning process. When and where it's appropriate, try to get involved. By doing this, you can make sure you include maybe some budget-friendly options and bring up important points like choosing activities that are fun and accessible for everyone. Again, everyone has a different financial picture. If it's like maybe after work drinks for example maybe you go to a bar that has like happy hour or it's a girl's weekend away and you can offer to find and negotiate the best deals on behalf of the whole group again i promise you others are most likely feeling the same way and just afraid to voice it so you might even get like some praise and thanks in the end start a social spending account what do you mean by that uh well i mean create a line create an account in your bank accounts that is specific to social spending, entertainment costs, put a little, a little aside each pay, even if you have nothing coming up. Because let me tell you, when those events start rolling in, you will be glad you have this extra cushion and you can pull from your spending account versus, you know, having to work it into your budget that month and you weren't really expecting to go to a wedding prioritize I think this is the most important one guys prioritize your own financial well-being this goes back to my first point the truth is you're not going to be in a position to be a good friend if you're constantly in a state of financial stress. Don't let that bring you down. so it's important to prioritize your own financial needs and well-being it is okay to say no to social spending you can't afford. You can suggest something else. If somebody wants to go to the mall or go for lunch, maybe you suggest going for a walk. All of these things will help your budget and help you reach your financial goals. Utilize tools that are out there. I went to a bachelorette uh, in the summer and I was by far the nonna. Nonna means grandma. Just sounds funnier to say. Plus I'm Italian. So to the point, um, I suggested they play the song. Let's Get Married by Jagged Edge. Come on. Like I know, you millennials know that. And one of the girls asked me, "Legit, like full outside when I said like play that song." She's like, "Oh, yeah, is that from the 80s? Is that from, from the 80s?" It's August. It was August. It's now April. I'm I'm still hurt from the 80s Jagged Edge. Oh my God! I know you people will feel me if you're in my age bracket. But it, no, no, Melissa, it is not from the 80s. No, it's not. Anyways, although these young girls hurt my heart, uh, they did offer me and introduce me to this cool app called Splitwise. This is not a promo. I'm sure there's other apps out there that do the same thing. This is the only one that I know of, but it was amazing. We all had the opportunity to include and record what we spent and what the total cost of the bride's expenses were. And it, you know, it did the math and it had the awkward conversation for us. It divvied up, you know, what everyone owed into who, and kind of kept you on track, like pay this person. Don't forget to pay this person. It took the awkward conversations right out of it. Like I say, every week, Being empowered to have these conversations is half the battle. This is why we are here. You know, we want to get you feeling more comfortable about your finances and spread the words because you're not the only one that feels like this. So you be the one that voices it, and everyone else will be like, oh my God, yeah, so glad she did that or he did that. We believe in the power of financial literacy and how by having an understanding of your financial picture helps to empower you to make better financial decisions and have a positive relationship with money. We want you to recognize your worth and help you to enjoy life to its fullest and have the experiences you've always wanted to. We are here for you. We encourage you to get in touch at any time. Tell us a song, just a random song, and I will find a financial topic that goes with it. If you have a question about our business... Comment on how we might be able to answer your burning financial question. After all, at Tandia, your voice is the most important one. Thank you so much for tuning in and hope you found value today through this podcast. We are on all social channels. Snap a photo, share it, tag us and help get the word out. Don't forget, you can always connect with us at Tandia.com. Catch you soon.
0: Thanks for tuning in. I don't know about you, but I feel smarter already. Remember, Tandia is here to help. If you found this podcast helpful, please let us know. Got feedback? Want to learn more? Just head to Tandia.com. Tandia, as unique as you.